so welcome. We just uh, started streaming. I'm Chef from Syntax. Uh, we've been doing this live stream program uh, from the finals. We're here live at uh, right next to the interaction design uh, exhibition or show. And we've, we've been having uh, graduates over here in our studio. Uh, we've been interviewing them for the past five days. And um, yeah, to wrap up the series, we thought it would be nice to talk to a couple of the head of the departments, uh, which are you, to just reflect on the uh, finals in unprecedented times, so to speak. So I would just like to, uh, to ask all of you how you guys experienced uh, the past couple of days uh, showing the, the graduate work uh, in this new kind of setting. Yeah, who wants yeah. to start? <laughs> I, I would, actually, I'm curious from you, uh, Edward, because I haven't talked to you. I spoke to Henrik Jan a little bit, so maybe, uh, Edward, you could kick off. Uh, yeah, okay. Um, well, it, it was... Uh, what, I, what, I, what I liked about it, what was good, was the tours. So um, we had to arrange it in such a way. So, so safety was like the primary concern. So how many people can you get in a building um, safely? Who can come? So the, a, lot of the, a lot of the time was spent, well, a lot of my time was spent being a door manager. Um, so letting people in or not letting people in. Um, but what I liked about the scenario that we were forced to come up with, uh, which allowed people to come in in 15 minute time slots from the work field, um, meant that uh, uh, there were groups of three um, professionals which were allowed to, to tour around the show. And, and they could come in in 15 minute time slots and they were all guided uh, by one of the graduates. Um, and what this meant was that if you took such a tour, uh, it was a real commitment. It was a two hour, a two hour, at least a two hour tour, depending on how many of the performances you watched. Um, you went around in a group of three, you didn't know who you were going to meet. It was a kind of a lottery. I was the only person with access to the back end, so I knew who was meeting who. Um, uh, but there was something um, very intimate about, uh, about these tours, uh, very good for the students to also experience um, people engaged in, in looking at their work. Um, whereas in a normal graduation exhibition, there might be hundreds of people. Uh, there might be 10 times the amount of people, maybe even more, uh, that can see it. Um, but who really sees it, you know? Because you walk, off, a lot of people will walk past uh, very fast as a sort of casual viewing. Um, and this, this setup allowed a, um, a, different, a different pace a different pace of visiting. Uh, and I, I think that's, that's one of the most, uh, um, that's something I, I, I wouldn't necessarily throw away for, for, for next year. Nice. Can I, can I chip into that? Yeah, of course. Yeah, because, um, should I introduce myself or how's it work? Oh yeah, sure. Yeah. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah. We just, <laughs> we just heard Edward who is from the bear department. Uh, also yeah. here is Martijn and then, now, uh, Hendrik Jan Griefink from uh, Graphic Design. 
yes. uh, will share some of his thoughts. Yes, dear listeners, let's share some uh, some thoughts and observations of this week. No, I think um, it's very easy to think of all these times and also uh, yeah, doing a graduation exhibition in these very uh, restrictive times as something that you, uh, in terms of things you lose, uh, you it's very difficult to produce work, it's very difficult to get audience in, if at all. Uh, there's a lot of things that could not, that we could not have, and it's easy to to look at it in that way. And I've I've done that myself many times. On the other hand, um, I've also experienced that there's, there were quite some gains, like uh, things that were small or bigger gifts, um, um, intentional or not, that happened. Also because uh, with the situation just asked for like a response from, from our side, I think is the, the tours. I think that's really, yeah, a really great thing to to have the visits to the show so much more like dedicated and focused. And that, um, that also yeah. happened at your department. Yeah, yeah, sure. So it's, uh, we had way less visitors than we would normally have, but the visit that we have got really in-depth uh, conversations about the work. It was more interactive in, in such a way. So I, indeed, I fully agree with Edward. It's something to keep, I would say. Um, also for uh, visitors who are not necessarily so well-versed into uh, uh, art lingo or conceptual uh, conceptual uh, graphic design, I think it's really nice to have like a human interface uh, talking about the work. Uh, another thing that uh, I personally really enjoyed is a program that we just uh, set up with our own department um, under the name of Share Screen. That's the title of our exhibition. We uh, already a few weeks ago said we're going to have a hybrid exhibition, so physical space, but also like uh, yeah, a, a, an online program. And my initial thoughts were uh, was to have like a program every day, but also due to all the yeah the strain it took in the whole, whole team to put everything together, uh, I decided to have it only in the weekend. So yesterday and today, and it was just two times a one-hour program, uh, which was quite um, improvised. I would say we just used uh, a Zoom account where everybody would log in, and we uh, we positioned uh, our laptops strategically in the exhibition, um, and we pre-cooked some content, some movie clips of the exhibition, uh, which I all put together in a keynote, and for the visitors in that uh, online program. We could just walk them through the the exhibition through these movie clips while commenting on it live, uh, and then uh, uh, simultaneously switching to another camera where uh, somebody gives uh, like a live demonstration, like uh, Benjamin McMillan. I'm nice sitting in his installation. He does this kind of interactive uh, type design workshop where you create a typeface uh, in one hour based on like hand sketches. Uh, it's uh, fully automated and um, so he presented that project within the, the online uh, program but also over the course of one of these uh, initiatives we had him design a whole uh, alphabet and that was a bit of a kind of a TV show kind of uh, format very rough around the edges but also a lot of fun to do and I, I really enjoy that to to do something on-site improvised low tag um, and I, I, I'm sure also the the, the the graduates who were involved in that production also enjoyed it a lot. And we all learned from it how relatively easy it is to, uh, to do something like that. And that's also for me, like a keeper, like a, a, another, like a next graduation show 
for sure, I think I will do some kind of online program, uh, COVID or not. <laughs> yeah. I think it's really just a really nice experience also to have, yeah, you can connect to people uh, from abroad. We had alumni in, uh, people you get together in this live stream. You have that community feeling a little bit um, back uh, in, in just a different day when uh, than you would uh, have it physically. So yeah, yeah that, for me, that win. Yeah, it's already nice that you uh, actually mentioned all these uh, these positive points because I was going to ask later um, like what would be something that you would keep for next year, but it's nice that like that is something that already stuck out to you uh, as like such a positive surprise in that way. Yeah. Yeah. And Martijn, uh, did you have yeah, no, some I, uh, I totally, remarks? I, I totally agree. I think um, yesterday we had one uh, curator uh, from uh, uh, an online yeah art platform uh, coming by, and um, and she mentioned thinking about her own graduation from uh, the Rietveld Academy, and then she felt like when I was graduating, she said, uh, "You didn't know first of all who's standing in front of you." Second of all, if you knew who was standing in front of you, who might be a, uh, a famous artist or a curator, maybe th there's too much of a, of a distance between you as a student and that person. And she said, like, uh, now being also a professional curator, she really felt there was a much more equal playing field between the student presenting their work and them visiting the exhibition and having a much more in-depth uh, conversation about the work. So um normally you have a, a general public that uh, who also creates a lot of noise because there are just so many of them uh which is great but i think from a uh educational point of view uh this was actually a very effective and also a highly dense uh experience i think for the students um, I was very fortunate that we had uh, quite an amount of uh, people we invited who actually showed up, and uh, which is also quite intense. But um, <laughs> yeah, so I mean, it, it's it's really not not nice to tell students that they're not allowed to have their friends and family coming over. But uh, in the end, it was not uh, for nothing, you know, to build up the whole exhibition and spend so much time and so much effort uh, in that uh, I felt that we could provide them at least with uh, a good sort of stepping stone towards a professional uh, career. Um, yeah, and I agree with uh, Henrik Jan as well, sort of to think more about a sort of a hybrid format. Um, yeah, we, we didn't do so much in that sense, but uh, yeah, we were just very much focused on having uh, the, the guests uh, from the professional field showing up and then doing like also very, yeah, our tours were not two hours. <laughs> they were more like uh, an hour, 50 minutes or so, but, uh, but still, yeah. Yeah, great. Um, something else I was wondering, uh, which is not really about the shows, but just, I think, graduating in general in this, uh, yeah, weird period of time. Did you see, um, did you guys see it, it back in the work of the students that it was affected in some way? Or maybe uh, were there some kind of observations that you guys made while <coughs> you were uh, helping guiding the students 
making their graduation work, uh, well being at home, away from school. I don't know uh, who wants to start. Uh, yeah, Naya, maybe maybe I can start. I mean, um, maybe we had like two projects where the background story sort of refers back to uh, let's say the whole uh, COVID period, but. Um, I must say, I saw it more when I was visiting uh, other art academies uh, who had their graduation much earlier, let's say at the end of uh, August, beginning of September, which was all very much screen-based because that was the only uh, medium they had access to. And uh, at least I saw it in uh, our exhibition, also, for instance, the one of uh, product design, where it was still much about the physicality of the, of the medium, uh, but also thematically, uh, it didn't have to do so much with it. And I'm actually kind of happy with that because, yeah, it's a quite of an easy thing to sort of say like, uh, oh yeah, you know, uh, we all should do something with uh, uh, Corona. I mean, yeah, students have been thinking about other stuff for the past three and a half, four years and why then all of a sudden they should uh, embrace uh, em embrace uh, this, 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 this period. Yeah, I think it's really funny. There was there was a product design student who uh, was interviewed here yesterday, and she actually she made a board game that is about a virus and a vaccine, and she really emphasized like I did not start this project because of COVID. Yeah. I was looking into anti-vaccine stuff online before this, and it just yeah. happened uh, yeah. to be in this time period. But I really was fascinated by this before all the Corona stuff happened. Well, I think one of the things that um, uh, art has, uh, art and design, that we can be most proud of is that we uh, delayed uh, the, the graduation and delayed the, uh, the exam um, because most schools in the Netherlands um, very quickly switched uh, to going to a digital um, graduation. Um, and although <laughs> they might have been a bit lucky, they hit kind of a a good moment at the end of the summer where a lot of them could do their uh, exams. Um, the work had been very much impacted by the fact that they had uh, decided to, to switch to something digital um, very early on. Whereas um, I'm, I'm happy and I'm quite proud that Artes um, stood behind the desire to delay um, the graduation and allowed our students to um, from quite early on, I believe, maybe even May, come back, uh, the fourth years come back into the studios and work almost uh, unbroken, apart from two weeks through the summer until now, which which is is actually, in some ways, these fourth years had, um, of course, they had a lot to deal with, um, but they also had a, a unique situation in having the whole of the art school more or less to themselves. Uh, there were many months where nobody was working there apart from the different fourth years. And although it was restricted what they could do in, in the workshops, and it was a completely weird global situation, um, they, 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 had a, they, had a, they had a good amount of time to prepare for this. So I think I don't see it back so much in their work either. A lot of them were already engaged in certain questions or topics and had been for a longer period. Materially, in some cases, like with one of our students, Marika Peters, when she went home, um, she started to to she moved back into her parents' house suddenly, uh, and and uh, into the, her childhood room, 
uh, and from there she 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 started uh, creating a copy of this room in wool and made a very powerful and quite um, unique and haunting uh, installation in which you can go into this replica of her childhood room made out of raw wool. It is really quite uh, uh, quite incredible. Um, and there were bits and pieces in other people's work, but to a large part, I think, as as Martin was already saying, due to the fact that we come into this COVID thing a bit later than the other graduation shows, it maybe is not such a such coming to the surface. I think a lot of people are are quite tired of thinking about and talking about and and, and, and uh, COVID, uh, and they want to get on with with other things. Yeah, no, absolutely. I think there there definitely has been like a COVID fatigue. And I think it's also really nice what you kind of both already emphasizes that uh, students ha have had the time to go back to the workshop and actually materialize their projects uh, in the time that they need. I don't know, Henrik Jan, yeah. uh, for graphic it turned out. Well, what I um, observed is that um, it's indeed not that uh, uh, students all of a sudden uh, take the whole uh, pandemic as a subject, but I do see that project get affected by it, either intentionally or just more like circumstantially. Um, uh, circumstantially because, yeah, of their, for instance, their working conditions that uh, one of our students, uh, she wanted to build a, uh, like a video installation. She did that in the, the, the car workshop of her parents. Um, <laughs> but then also the car workshop became like a central ingredient in the whole video, like the, the building up of the installation, the recordings. Um, you see that literally like reflecting in the, in the video. It became like an aesthetic element. Or... Um, like having a garage uh, band. Think of, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, or the work of uh, uh, Jonathan Toms, who, uh, yeah, during lockdown... Uh, uh, turn his uh, student room into um, a pinhole camera. So for three hours every day, he would sit in the dark with this one light, uh, shine, uh, small spot of light uh, letting in and then taking a picture of his room. And I think these kind of works that are, they don't not, not so much like literally take on COVID as a subject, but the circumstances in, in which they work, uh, make work absolutely... Uh, give the, the work like a twist that would otherwise uh, not have happened. Yeah, yeah, I think I was uh, I was talking to Jolie van Wijngaarden earlier today from the interaction department and she also mentioned that um, when she was working from home, she just had the Zoom meetings with the teachers who were first and foremost actually worried about uh, whether she was feeling fine still graduating and having all this pressure doing it from home and she actually kind of found, yeah, something she was super enthusiastic about. And the teachers were not really like, as she told me, the, the teachers uh, just let her do her thing because at least she was enthusiastic. And for her, she said it was uh, important to some extent that she had been at home all this time because otherwise the project would have uh, really a different outcome, which also kind of made me wonder, um, were you guys able to see what the graduates were doing uh, in like all the Zoom meetings or were there some uh, surprises when people came back to school and you could see things uh, really physical again? 
Mm. What do you think? Not really nah, surprised. Yeah, no. no, go ahead, Spatan. Yeah, no. Nah, um... So we had in our department two students who went back to their uh, home country, to Italy and Spain. And then we also had one student who went back to his uh, parents' house. Um, and, um, and I think that's quite a unique uh, situation because he was uh, homeschooled when uh, he was a child. And so he just started to do the stuff that he was used to be, be doing. And um, and I found that a very interesting and very insightful situation because he just kept working the way he was normally uh, doing. So he was not affected at all. Uh, and that I actually found a very exceptional case where someone just said, like, so I was asking, yeah, how are you doing? Is everything fine? He's like, yeah, I'm working. I'm just uh, yeah, ordering stuff. I'm building this. And then he would turn the, the you know, the, the laptop show what he was working on. And uh, and then okay, it's and, and so you have sort of you're trying to figure out like if, if someone is um, you know you know really coping with the situation, and then all of a sudden you found out like this, what we find in at least in the Netherlands as sort of an extraordinary situation of being homeschooled because we have sort of the norm of uh, you know school is the way of how you are being brought up by uh, uh, into sort of an educational system. And then all of a sudden you find out that that's a very uh, good system for someone to deal with a situation like that, where all of a sudden you have to fall back and then you can still continue uh, working. So when uh, we came back uh, into sort of the studio of the, the fourth year students, he made exactly that thing that he was telling us he was building. Um, yeah, I, I found that uh, I found that quite striking. Yeah. I must say yeah, that, no. uh, that. Oh yeah, go ahead. Now, for me, um, there were not so much surprises. I think we had a quite good uh, uh, idea of what students were working on uh, over the summer. Uh, was more surprising how certain things uh, turn out, but that was already um, that happened before because uh, in uh, end of July we had like a first batch of uh, graduates. Uh, we we offered our uh, graduation candidates, um, uh, yeah, I call it like a modular graduation. Uh, so there's like different parts of the graduation. They could decide when to do which part. And um, just three candidates, they really expressed a desire to already graduate in June. Well, we respected that and uh, we organized a uh, graduation totally online. That was also, of course, a new experience for everyone. It went quite well, better than expected. But uh, one of the graduates was uh, Samrait, and she uh, she made a very beautiful uh, installation uh, consisting of ceramic objects, which we yeah really could only see on screen, and that's of course a strange experience that uh, the work is so leaning on material choices and, and tactile experience that you have to uh, evaluate and also uh, graduate that. Uh, uh, or, sorry, examinate that <laughs> online. That that's of course quite limited. So we only, I mean, I was able to see the work maybe a few days before graduation, because she built it up in the school, uh, and it was just those those weeks that we uh, that we that the building opened up. Um, 
so I had a glint, but the rest of the teams, yeah, they only could base their judgment on, on uh, yeah, things they saw online. And then, uh, yeah, when you see the work physically, that's, yeah, that's, of course, a strange experience that somebody has already graduated and then you see the work. <laughs> that was new. Yeah. Yeah, for, 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 for us, I... Um... A lot of our a lot of our students made quite quite big installations um, this year, so they they went really quite big in in scale. Um, of course, this is my first year as the head of department, so I'm I'm but I have seen other other shows there before, and I wonder whether it was something about the the kind of being able to grow to the space you have because they had a, a lot of space over the summer. They had the whole building to themselves, you know, uh, and um and we didn't have a kind of a, a clear picture of where we were going to be uh show what uh, where the finals would be would they be in our building would they be in a different building altogether in our and like what building would it be in it's only figured out in the last few weeks um so they made really big installations and um i think if you know we did all the green lights uh on online and that that went uh, uh quite well but um when you see a when you see a picture of something or you see five pictures of different things um it's a different thing seeing them all together than it is like seeing five different images of them you know you have a different impact when you see something all together in a space uh, and i wonder whether the fact that they'd all kind of sort of Produce so much and so such big installations is a is is an outcome of the fact that we um, we we didn't see the work as a kind of as a collective whole for so long. Um, so they missed a lot of opportunities at, um, to maybe to to edit or to cut down or to shift or to change because they only really got to see the work in the space right at, right at the end um and i think that resulted in that resulted in some really big and, and expressive installations so i think i think it's 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 good in some ways uh or it's good in many ways um and i think that that under normal circumstances i think there would have been a process of of of, of maybe reducing that or or, or or refining that in a different way uh, i don't i'm not saying either yeah, way like that there was um, Yeah, like then there was maybe more time to grow, like literally. Mm -hmm. uh, also because maybe there was a little more time and also, you know, there was more time spent alone in, in that way. Yeah. Yeah, um, I think actually at the end, I wanted to ask uh, what kind of things uh, you would like to keep that you that you learned in this period. Um, that you would like to to keep for next year as well in the finals, but I think uh, when it comes to the exhibition, we kind of covered that in the beginning. Maybe uh, you know, as uh, you know, the whole educational process of the, the graduation in a whole. Do you guys have any uh, things that you learned that might be useful um, to use in the graduation process? Also after uh, if there will be a vaccine, if, if things will go back to normal, whatever that means. Uh, if you guys have any ideas for that. 
Yes. No, I think it would be really good is that um, that we have uh, what also really shows is that we just need uh, more money for this so that we can do very elaborate uh, productions. Uh, you know, look, for instance, at this uh, podcast that you've been uh, doing, uh, Chef. And, uh, and so I think, uh, yeah, like a, a better financial uh, uh, system that really understands that, um, you know, a, a finals uh, show uh, is really an investment for uh, uh, like uh, a stepping stone for students. That's not only about showcasing, but like really sort of giving them a sort of a push into a professional uh, world. And that's uh, for me something that I think it's uh, it's really important. Yeah, it takes money to put on a show, an effective show. And it takes a context as well. And um, having to go out and to show in uh, in other spaces around the city, although it is, you know, with a nightmare to, 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 to deal with all the logistics of it, um, it gives a... Uh, uh, um, it gives it gives a a, 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 a clearer uh, context to the world uh, of what the work is doing. So I think that that is something yeah. that's really positive. It, it yeah yeah exactly yeah. One thing that I uh, experienced and it's, it's a bit more of a kind of a spin-off or or like a side effect of of doing this on location is that. Um, uh, yeah, to involve uh, students, not only graduates, but also students from other years on all kinds of levels in the production. For instance, that uh, with our department graphic design, uh, publishing is a very important part of the of the curriculum, but also yeah, what we do. Uh, over the years, we have quite a lot of uh, well publications, graduation catalogs. Uh, also this year, we had a few uh, self-initiated projects from students. Uh, topography zine a newspaper uh, so we set up like a little bookshop and we normally we always do that like uh, some stall with books but this time we uh, yeah, we really ran it as a bookshop and had it operate by students uh, there's also some students from uh, second year uh, who, who have like the desire and ambition to create like a, a some kind of a bookshop for the department also digitally and uh, I think that's a really cool initiative and by being on a location like yeah, the, the Ginkel factory that we were, allowed them also to kind of prototype those things, like what all the things that come up with like running a bookshop uh, from smallest things to adding price tags to keeping like a list of inventory, but also how, how do you kind of yeah, present the work uh, physically. Uh, I think that's really nice to, uh, yeah, to involve the students in. So yeah, again, not only the graduates, but the whole department. And these kind of things become really, uh, yeah, almost uh, also part of the curriculum that you really, um, yeah, have such a production, just as the, the live stream I, I just mentioned before. It's so nice to do these things. And it's such a great learning experience that for me, actually, I, I, I would like to even more uh, try to do this kind of hands-on uh, stuff through, throughout the year. And then working towards the graduation is a great moment to uh, to bring it all together. I think. Yeah, no, that completely makes sense. Um, 
I'm out of questions. Thank you guys so much uh, for taking the time uh, yeah, to do this sort of uh, closing panel for our live stream uh, here at the finals. Um, yeah, I, I think... ask a question. <laughs> yeah? Yeah? Because, uh, well, as Matan already mentioned, I think what you guys have been doing this week, it's, I think it's also a great example of how uh, students and alumni uh, work together in, in making like a great media production. And uh, unfortunately, I wasn't able to follow as much of it as I uh, would have liked to, but I'm going to uh, later on through the, all the podcast. I think it's a great initiative and also yeah, great uh, content that you produced. But I'm curious that for you guys that over the past five days, maybe you, I can imagine you need some time to uh, distill what you all heard, but could you... Looking back at it, what what are some things that you that you got out of it? Like kind of sitting in your booth doing all these talks, mm. what kind of image emerges? Uh, well, I think like we're, yeah, we're we're still really very much into it, even though we're also a bit like tired of it because everything was quite hectic uh, at certain moments. Yeah, I think it's uh, it was quite a challenge, you know, to to make the program quite last minute and involve as many uh, alumni and students in it as we as we could uh, but I think we we did succeed in that quite well as we covered all the departments and I think what's nice is that um, yeah like the, the podcast is really the basis we, we've also had uh, like some show reports and and in, in those it's really nice that you see that when uh, a bear graduate makes a report it's really reports from a bear graduate and it's really different than when graphic students do it but then when you uh, have the podcast and you you sit down with people one-on-one -on -one, i think it's actually really nice that um all these uh graduation projects have really good stories that um you know you can visit an exhibition and you can you know just scan the room and be like oh i'm into that work i'm not really into that work i'm just going to take a look at the things that appeal to me but when you actually sit down with everyone, even the projects um, uh, that would not appeal to me on first sight, there's actually a really nice story. And I think that's something that, um, yeah, that all the students do very well, that they're very uh, articulate when talking about the project, they really know what they're doing. And it can be in different, uh, it can be in different sides of, of a project. It can be like in a material or in the concept or in a uh, personal history it can be a multitude of things, but yeah, I think that's really nice. Um, when we get to sit down with people, you, you really get to uh, to see sides of projects, uh, yeah, that you wouldn't normally uh, always take the time for. I think. And I think also, and that's something that I really would like to to stress out is that I mean, since I was in the same building where you were recording a podcast. Um, I also told that to you, Chef, for instance, is that for me as being a teacher and a head of a department, I find these interviews uh, between you and students and students, in, I find them fascinating because uh, there's a sort of information uh, rising to the surface that you don't have, uh, at least I, <laughs> uh, with, with students or, uh, and I think it, it's a very valuable source of information, I think also for people who are working within Artes. Um, and I almost would say like, uh, like all people who are start to work at Artes, they uh, are obliged to listen to these interviews so that they can sort of understand a little bit the thinking and the reasoning and the motivation and the emotions 
of uh, of uh, art students, and uh, and I find that also something. Uh, my comment about the finance is about this. It's sort of uh, providing uh, a backbone, so that this sort of short-term decision to do this project, it has so much potential. Where I really think that an an, an art academy can really create a kind of a platform that really produces something of uh, of an insight of the motivation of uh, art students. I found that very valuable, and it's just Thank really you. fun to listen to. <laughs> yeah, thanks. And thanks. I think it, yeah, and I think it also has to be said that it is it is completely unacceptable um, not to allow family and friends uh, to come and visit the show. Uh, I mean, I think that this is uh, this is really a shame, and it's something I feel incredibly sorry for the students about. Uh, and one of the hardest things uh, to have to tell them this. Um, and I just want to say that I think that that is is. Uh, uh, is really, really a shame and really not okay. I agree. Yeah, I, I agree on that. Yeah. 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 Do you think, uh, Edward, uh, by making this statement, do you think we uh, should have acted differently as a institute? No, I think we, um, I think we found, uh, I think we found a good, a good balance and a safe balance and a, and a good way of, of, of dealing with this. Um, but I think that this is something, um, you know, at a, uh, that, that the, 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 the value of that, um, is, is, it, it, I mean, I think I think we did well in terms of of of, of allowing of keeping the show uh, or the closed educational activity happening and running um, and 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 bringing in an audience, uh, professional audience, because that is like the key of of what is going to help them in their coming career. But um, but the 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 family and the friends that have supported them throughout these four years, um, they they're going to see that evening anyway uh, um, most of our students come from the area traveling is not such an issue so i think this is a decision that could have been taken at a at a different level from the from the commenter we had an outsundering um already in the in the first place that was then taken away because of the mat rechling. um yeah i, I, I it's 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 a larger decision. A lot of these decisions confuse me as to why you know in the middle of a lockdown you can still go to Zara, but you can't. Uh, you couldn't go to school. You know, it's it's one of these cases for me. Um, and although um, I mean I think we did the right thing by up, upholding um, old upholding this. Uh, I I just think it's I just think it's I just think it's a really terrible shame. Uh, and I have a hard time getting over that. Yeah. Yeah, no, I think it's yeah. very understandable, especially also, I think, uh, as a lot of students went back home and I think in general that, uh, you know, there's shared personal histories in students' projects. Uh, they have connections with their, their family and friends often, yeah.
yeah, I think uh, I think then that we cover it. Uh, Sorry to end it on such a depressing note because I think I think everybody did because I, I think everybody did. So I, well. I, I was I was waiting for a chef yeah. to turn it around. Yeah, I was thinking like, oh wait, how am I going to turn? But I didn't really have any. Uh, no. no, I didn't have anything. <laughs> but I, I mean, okay, let, let's turn, to to turn it around. I mean, I would say that that, that it is it's really threading the kind of the eye of the needle um, to get uh, to get to where we are and and to have had the finals happen the way that it did is 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 I think really really remarkable and it's and it's down to the kind of the collective effort and the stubbornness of our students like yeah. the absolute stud stubbornness of my students to not accept anything you know uh, we yeah. give them a space no it's not big enough I want a bigger space we give them a bigger space no it's not big enough I want this uh, we have a photographer no we want that more we want a video you know uh, it, it, it it's 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 this is this determination uh, yeah. which I think is incredible and yeah. um, and I'm proud of that yeah I yeah. totally agree and also I mean uh, I don't know like when I graduated if I had the same kind of uh, yeah sort of persistence if I would be you know sort of showing up even uh, after my graduation and still do a show maybe I would have been like uh, fuck that shit you know I'm not gonna do this and then uh, and that's really great the moment when you open the show for professionals and they come they don't see all the struggle that uh, was sort of uh, that came before and they see a really great, uh, highly, that's what they say, like highly produced show. And, and then I'm like, well, I'm, I'm happy for the students that they were able to have access to, you know, people who sort of can see what, what they're able to and w w what their quality is. And yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think also maybe in relation to the stubbornness that Edward mentioned, which I think uh, ultimately is, is like, uh, like one of the key qualities, uh, maybe for students and in art schools, so and maybe me in the in the like work field as well in general. Like when you look at the the show here at Interaction Design, that uh, the students I think made sure there were like custom designed uh, little sitting objects. Yeah, yeah, I think like that's really a great example of like you know still making this highly produced show by being super stubborn. I think that's really a really yeah. great con conclusion that like yeah. you really uh, yeah that the stubbornness really pays off. I like that sentence. Yeah, stubbornness Th pays off. Exactly. Yeah, that 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 might be the the and sort of positive uh, note to end on, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay. So thanks so much that you guys could. Uh, yeah, thank yeah, you. Could make some well. time. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sorry and, I couldn't uh, make it to uh, so much. <laughs> right, yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'm going to wrap it up here. Thanks, everyone, uh, for watching the live stream, uh, if you're still watching. Um, and thanks, everyone, for listening to the podcast, if you're listening to this from the future. Uh, yeah, we're going to wrap this up right here. This was Syntax at the Artist Finals 2020, uh, our final episode. Thanks for listening. And now I just stopped the stream. Yes. <laughs> right. Thanks, guys. Great talk. Thank you. Thank you. Great. Terrific.